Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week is all about the posh news. There's so much going on in the app, some changes that are happening that this is basically a full posh news update episode. We have been seeing a lot of buzz on the on Instagram about all of the changes that have been made on the app recently, and we've even received a few different messages wanting us to cover it on the podcast. So your wish is our command. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But before we get into all of that, how's it going this week? It's going good. I'm actually having a Valentine's Day sale on my closet as we speak, and it's been going really well. So yesterday I got to drop off like the first half of stuff that it sold from just the Thursday and Friday part of the sale. I'm running the sale Thursday through Monday because Valentine's Day is on a Monday this year. So doing the full weekend experience. It's been a hit so far. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I know a lot of other closets I've seen on Instagram are also doing sales for Valentine's Day. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna be like too many cooks in the kitchen. Everyone's trying (laughs) to have a sale, splitting up the customers too much. But it's probably been my best sale ever, I think. So Oh my gosh. I feel like you say that every time too. So it keeps bigger and bigger. Yeah. I hope it continues like that. It's awesome. (laughs) I was feeling kind of down because my first little bit of February has been kind of slower than usual, maybe due to some of these changes we'll be discussing. Um, (laughs) But the the old running a sale, messaging people, I feel like I'm, I don't know, I can't think of the term I'm trying to use, but like where you're like down in the trenches, like, (laughs) yeah. Like, I feel like I'm really working for every sale I'm getting right now, sending all these messages out. But so far, it's been working this weekend and it's turning my month around. So that's good. I did a name your own price sale, too, I forgot to mention. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it's been pretty good. There's only been, I think, like one or two that are just a little too low for me to accept. So I just countered back with my lowest price. But other than that, people have been pretty reasonable, pretty good. Awesome. Lots of bundles. Lots of bundles. I've been especially. I've been sourcing so much of the bins the last like quarter, I would say. So it's been a good chance, especially for some of the more like wintry items, like sweaters, heavy sweaters, jackets, blazers that are like made of wool. A lot of that I bought at the bins over the last couple months and I'm selling it off at pretty discounted prices right now just to clear out for spring and make some new room in my closet. Another update is I posted about this one on Instagram a couple when it happened, uh, I think like last week, but there was a bit of a fiasco at the Goodwill that I went to. So I went to, I was just thrifting at a regular Goodwill and I was finding all this good stuff. And normally, to be honest, when I source at regular Goodwill, I'm usually more focused on finding like the newer items that like aren't picked over yet, like the, the brands that I can hopefully sell for a lot like a little bit better of a price. So I'm not usually paying too much attention to like, which is the half off tag color because it's good to get a, a deal on some that some sometimes, but sometimes I find it's like kind of the, it's been the stuff that's been sitting at the Goodwill for like six weeks that 
people haven't wanted right. maybe for a reason. It's yeah. not like the free people or made well or any of the bread and butter stuff I'm usually looking for. <laughs> but I, so I was just filling up my car. I was finding all this good stuff and I go up to the register and I realize that I'm like, oh, what is the half off tag? Just so I can see if I have anything by chance. And they're like, oh, it's orange tags. And I'm looking at my cart and like everything's orange tags, like free people. I got this like free people, like two piece set. That's like, uh, like a short, kind of like a skirt with like a cute ruffly tank top that like math together. That was going to be half off made well, um, jeans, made well sweater, like all this different stuff that ended up being half off. And I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. I wonder how no one else found these over the last few weeks, but okay. So I buy it. I get like so much stuff. I only paid, I think like $47 for all of it. And I got at least like 15 things. So I was like, wow, "Wow, this is an amazing like haul from regular Goodwill. (laughs) I get home and I like post about it on Instagram. Like, oh, I scored like all this good, like half off tags. But then I'm looking closer and usually the half off tags are half off because they're like dated like at least a month ago because the Goodwill tags, if you don't know, have like a date on them of like when they're put to the floor, they like rotate their colors. So that's how they keep track of like, okay, the the older color tag from like the date six weeks ago, that'll be the one that goes half off typically. Right. But I'm looking at the tags and they're all dated like two days ago. So it's like, why are these the old <laughs> color when they're like, I knew it was new stuff. It was like good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm confused what happened. I'm talking to some of my friends that I met at the reseller dinner here. One of the the resellers here, her closets capture your style. She's like, oh, they must have grabbed like the wrong st- color when they were tagging new stuff mm. this week. You just like lucked out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, should I go back? Yeah. There's probably more stuff. I wasn't even looking for the orange tags when I was there. There's probably a bunch more new stuff. And it was kind of one of those trips where you just go in and out and I wasn't even like there that long. Like, I feel like I could have done a better job combing through everything. And then that night I realized that tomorrow, this was on a Wednesday night when this is all happening. And in Phoenix, at least on Thursday is when they take the tag that was half off all week. And those items become the dollar tags on Thursday. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, (laughs) all this stuff with these orange tags that got dated wrong is going to go to $1 tomorrow. So there's probably more stuff that like I didn't find that, is new that's going to be one dollar tomorrow because of this mistake so i'm like okay i gotta go back but i didn't realize it until like i think like 11 a.m on thursday when i kind of put that together and the dollar tags are kind of a big deal in phoenix people there's people that specifically source mostly dollar tag stuff i think so like normally they get there right at open and like actually clear out everything very quickly so i'm like oh i might already be too late but i got there and i found i did find probably like 10 different things that were a dollar now not as good as my first haul but for one dollar like come on i was yeah. so excited but like so, better than the bins items yeah or like that's, comparable yeah yeah and all this is like yeah that's another thing i'll say too is like you know i've been sourcing so much of the bins i hadn't been to like a regular goodwill in a while it's like so much nicer when everything's hung up. I forgot. It's just a simple luxury. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I found like some stuff that I, I was kind of switching to my bins mindset where I'm like, okay, I maybe wouldn't have bought this at a Goodwill normally, but if it's $1, some of those mall brands, I'm like, this would be even worth it for me to try my Buffalo Exchange trading on True. if I can get it for $1 here. So I did pick up a few more things and I don't know how that happened. And I don't know how I wasn't just in the right place at the right time. And it was so weird. Cause it was like a goodwill that I haven't been to in like 
probably a year. It was more towards downtown where I used to live by where the Buffalo Exchange is. And I just hit, happened to stop by on my way home and just came into this gold mine of all these half off <laughs> items and then the dollar tags the next day. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on your tags. If they ever accidentally start dating them wrong, you might be able to get a really, really good deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then my last update, just a shorter one, but I know a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I had sourced some beauty items in my closet and I've had two of them sell. So <gasps> yes, that's like so exciting. I feel like they're a good add-on for bundles. They both sold in bundles with other stuff. So I think people just like threw it in. And then I had someone message me on Instagram uh, after our episode where I had talked about it came out and they said that I should try listing the beauty stuff on Mercari. They think it does better over there. So just a tip that I, mm. I wanted to share and maybe I'll be trying out myself too. Nice. What's new with you? So I have been pretty busy with work the last couple of weeks and still on Poshmark and everything, but definitely like not sourcing or really like focusing on it where I typically do a lot of that on the weekends. Um, so it's been a little quiet around my closet. <laughs> yeah. And one of my goals this month was to try out the Posher VA trial. I think it was like 10 days or two weeks or something of the trial. I liked it. I didn't see a huge like change in my sales or anything like that. But it mm -hmm. was convenient to not have to worry about sharing or relisting items that were over 60 days and things like that. But Ultimately, once the trial was over, I was like, well, I can kind of do my system again of using, you know, some of our own automation that we have. It's been two weeks with um, out Posture VA <laughs> and it's not going well. <laughs> you can't so, really go back, I feel like. Yeah. So I guess the first week without it, I was at home you know, working from home like I normally do. And I think that week went okay, but I definitely wasn't sharing three times a day consistently like I do when I'm not as busy with work. And then this past week I was out of town for work and my husband was tasked with the shares <laughs> this week, which I kind of knew wasn't going to be so great because I, he like works from an office and I knew he wasn't going to like be doing it there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just going to be like, <laughs> if he did it in the morning and at night. Uh, but then I was at the airport coming back and I was like, <laughs> remembered about my Poshmark. And I opened it and it was like, this item hasn't been shared in two days. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, we're not doing so good with this. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back to Posture VA for at least a couple months here while my full-time job is busier just to kind of take the pressure off. I know I could do it, but um, for the price point, I think it's worth it. Also, one of your friends had a promo code that I'm going to use, so that also helps a little bit too. I did see a big difference in the relisting items. So when I had the trial, I was having it like relist 10 items a day if they were over 60 days. And it was doing like, you know, at least five or so each day. Yeah. And then I had one week of not doing that. And I looked on the weekend and I had like 70 items that were over the 60 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just went crazy doing them all. <laughs> So I'm like, mm, yeah, this would be a lot easier without doing it manually. But 
I still don't like, I think people overhype it still. Like if you're consistent with sharing, it's not going to like change your sales or anything. But if you know you're not going to be like good with sharing for a certain amount of time, I think it might be worth it. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll see how it goes once I turn it back on. <laughs> well, I think one thing specifically for us that we ha- like, I think we have to mention like if you had no way to automate sharing, I think it is a good option because I, right. I do think actually clicking all your listings three times a day, that's like a lot. not very fun to do. I don't think we would ever go back to that ever. No. Um, I know we've mentioned this, but just in case somehow people missed it, just like we before Posher VA, before we both tried that we've had our own automation system that we've used for like over a year that the only difference between that and posture BA for us is that it doesn't have any of the other bells and whistles of like relisting and copy listing or like sending offers. And instead of like being able to schedule when it's going to share per day, you actually have to physically go in and like hit like, okay, start, but then it will just share all our listings for us that way. So I think posture VA would be really worth it if you literally had no, if, like we, I feel like we were lucky True, that we yeah. had, had our coder <laughs> make, a, make our side program for us to use for free. And that's where for, for you of being like more part-time and being, you know, working from home where you're able to, it's not a big deal to just be like, oh yeah, in the morning and like a couple times throughout the day, I'm just going to hit start on this program. And for the price tag of free 99, like, come on, it is kind of worth it to just not have to pay for a service to do it. But now since you're in such a busy season of work, it's like even stopping to hit it a couple times a day. is It's just so easy to forget. Like, yeah, the day just flies by. Yeah. I love, I love the update with Posture VA. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. But also more on that later, because who knows if sharing is going to even matter soon. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I do have one other update and it kind of is a listener win as well. So I was talking to our sister Chloe this last week and we were just catching up and we're talking about Poshmark and stuff a little bit. And she was saying that you can like buy books on like Poshmark and Mercari for like a really good price, which that just did not even occur to me as a category. Yeah. (laughs) So she was saying that she has used some of her credits from like sales she's made on Mercari and Poshmark to buy books that she's like wanted to buy anyway. Yeah. Uh, Which I just thought was such a good use of the, the income, you know? Yeah. Chloe is like our reading inspiration this year. Yes. Um, She's one of our younger sisters and she, she's been a reading machine the last, I would say like year or so she's been reading like, so many books. I think she said she's already read like 12 or something this year. In the first month. Yeah. In the first month. Yeah. In just January, which is like, whoa. So she inspired me and Maddie to sign up for our Goodreads so we could keep track of like books we want to read yes. and like what we're reading now. And yeah, we're definitely not at her level with the reading. <laughs> I know. But, but um, yeah, it's it's been fun. And that's, that's really cool. I wouldn't have thought to buy books on a reselling app too, but that does make perfect sense. I went to Goodwill the other day, like I said, and I actually, <laughs> like I said, it's all coinciding with us also wanting to read a little more. And yeah. I just checked around the book section there. That's another great place to buy books. Obviously they don't have like the total bookstore selection. So you have to be a little more flexible, but now when I've just been going thrifting, I'm just taking a glance every time in case there's some of those books that 
I know I want to read down the line, I can start picking them up because they're usually like two bucks at Goodwill, maybe even cheaper. Right. You found Where'd You Go Bernadette? Goodwill, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got that for $1.99 and it seems like it's like brand new. Um, Yeah. So I feel like, can you hear Charlie drinking? No. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can. When you stopped talking, it was like. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you can find really good books there as long as you're not like I had it a few times where I was, I had to kind of change my mindset because at first I was like, oh, I'm looking for this. Actually, what I was doing is I recently read the book Where the Crawdads Sing and I've been recommending it to like everyone. And I was like, oh, I should send it to Chloe or you if I can find it here. So I was like looking for that specific book. And it's like, if you're looking for a specific book, like the books at Goodwill are not organized besides kind of by genre, but not really. There's like no guarantee it's going to be there. So. Right. But I mean, even if you had like five books in your mind of like, or even like yeah. authors in mind to just yeah. kind of like scan for, but yeah. yeah, no, I found like a stack of five books that I'm like, oh yeah, like th- these I've heard, I've heard like you've read them or they're just like, you know, a lot of Popular. the books that you find at Goodwill happen to be like bestsellers because it's usually the ones that they're, they've printed a lot of that end up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I find some good ones. Follow us on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have a new segment alert that we are wanting to add to the podcast. We received some good feedback on one of our recent episodes, our Love It or List It. We should include this as a segment semi-regularly. Whenever we have some new items that we've picked up and ended up keeping for ourselves, we can kind of highlight those there. Yes, so we covered a lot of the items in that episode, so we didn't have a ton (laughs) of updates on that front. But we did find a couple that we didn't mention in the episode. So one of them being the Life is Good Teas. So how could we forget? Our favorite. So we've found a few Life is Good t-shirts, mostly at the bins or Goodwill, and have made custom, you know, cropped them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they have become like a staple in our wardrobe. Me, you, and Macy all have them. And I don't know about you, but I wear mine almost every Saturday. (laughs) Oh, it is definitely on heavy, heavy rotation. So I'm kind of sourcing. I'm kind of keeping an eye out for another one so I can get a few of them going. They're just like so comfy. And I love, I always love the little like drawing that it has in the middle, whatever it is. I think mine, is yours a lemonade one? I can't even remember what mine one is now. (laughs) (laughs) No, mine's like a hiker. Mine's a lemonade one. Yours okay, is yeah. a lemonade. Yeah. Okay. Haven't looked down in a while, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, even our cousin Shelby, who was on our episode with Kittison, she's she reminded me again the other day being like, if you guys find another one, I am wanting one. <laughs> yes. Always on the lookout. Always on the lookout. One that I didn't mention in our last episode that I like don't know how I forgot because it's something I use almost every day, but I found these two bar stools. They're kind of like that mid-century style I guess I would say they have like the little like egg shape chair um but it's in black and they're originally from Target and I looked them up and I think they cost like $80 each normally and I found them at Goodwill for $7.99 for both together so I bought them actually originally being like oh uh, maybe I can like flip these on Facebook marketplace I had flipped other bar stools before that were a similar style but then I brought them home and we didn't have bar stools yet in our kitchen so I'm like well I'm just gonna like use them until 
we either find some that we like better, but in the meantime, I can't really beat the price and I like them good enough and they're in my kitchen. That's awesome. So that's a new segment. Maybe we need a theme song for it. Like we do Proportions Update. We don't know yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. But yeah, well, definitely. I like that we have like kind of a rotation of different segments. Um, yeah. Between like listener win or a Q&A or the Postures updates. And then we'll now we'll have Love It or List It to throw into our episodes sometimes Sprinkle as well. In. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, it's always so fun. I feel like we end up talking about these kind of things in the updates anyway. So because we're so excited when we find something that's like, something that you keep yeah Yeah, so now we have a proper spot for it (laughs) yeah plus if we find like something that we found and it was a super good flip or a new to us bolo brand we can also have it live in this segment too sure and we get to honor our favorite tv show so like come on (laughs) (laughs) well are we gonna play the posh news update yeah let's quick play it it's funny to do that oh say no more (laughs) (laughs) we are bringing to you live our posh news update each week we'll give you an update on what's going on in the poshmark app any new features or what's going on in the reseller community all right so this episode we're titling state of the posh union there's so much discussed so many updates that are pretty drastic i guess not so many there's really only two (laughs) but they're both big ones they're both big ones and they're oh what's the word where it's like people are divided that people like (laughs) um, you know what i mean controversial or uh like either love it or hate it. Like, uh... Love it or list it. <laughs> I can't think of the word. Uh, oh, um, polarizing. Yes. Okay. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Very polarizing. There's updates that have dropped in the last couple of weeks. And like I said, pe- our inbox compared to normal has been <laughs> blowing up <laughs> with people wanting us to talk about these two updates. So today we're going to be touching on the new Poshmark Ambassador 2 program that just launched, and also what's going on with the Poshmark relevance search. So we'll start with the Poshmark Ambassador 2 programs. I guess to kind of back up, there's always been a Poshmark Ambassador program, or or at least in the last several years, that, you know, there's some pretty easy metrics to hit. Community shares, you have to have a certain number of listings and a number or sorry, number of sales, you have to have a shipping time under a certain metric, and then you're a Poshmark ambassador. And that has opened you up to doing the campaigns. And really, that's it. We've talked on the episodes previously, like, <laughs> if that Poshmark ambassador program is even worth it. I know when we've both both first joined Poshmark, we were like, we got to get Poshmark ambassador. And we made it a huge priority. That was like a lot of season one was my road to Poshmark ambassador. Oh, how could we forget? <laughs> um, and then I know in an episode over the summer, last summer, we were kind of deciding, is it even worth it to be one? Like, right. I guess when I first joined, it seemed like more like, oh, you're like a verified seller if you're one, but it's really not even like really anyone can do it. So it's not, it doesn't really set on, you apart. <laughs> if right. the perks outweighed how much work it was. But now with this Poshmark 2 ambassador program, there's all new entry requirements and it kind of seems like it's like a rolling thing. You have to every quarter hit certain metrics too, um, or you'll lose your status. 
that was a big difference from the Poshmark Ambassador 1 program where like once you hit it unless you like totally tank your shipping time or something like you're gonna probably be able to keep it pretty easily so the Poshmark Ambassador 2 program was originally announced last year at Poshfest they kind of teased that this program was coming and like hyped it up and now they've given us the details of what it takes to be one of the Poshmark Ambassador 2s and what benefits you get from that. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with what the new requirements are. The first requirement in order to become Poshmark Ambassador 2 is that you need to have six consecutive months as a Poshmark Ambassador. So this program right now is only eligible for people that have like already been a Poshmark Ambassador for six months before you're even allowed to join the ranks of the PA2s. <laughs> Another requirement is you have to do 20,000 community shares, which is four times the amount of the regular Posh Ambassador of 5,000 community shares. Right. Which, if you have something like Posh or VA, um, you could set that up to automate that to hit it. I know when we originally did Poshmark Ambassador 1, like we did not have any Poshmark sharing automation. So we were really physically sharing 5,000 community listings. It took forever. I think that's like the one on your road to becoming a Poshmark ambassador. That was the one you were working on for the longest. Yeah. And same for me. So 20,000 seems insane, especially if you don't have a sharing tool that you're using. Definitely. And just in general, we've found that sharing other people's closet doesn't really benefit them at all. It's just sharing to your followers page. Yeah. Yeah. That you shared their items. So it's not even really helping them from what we've seen. And then also more on the, the, how the search is working in our next update too. But so, I mean, really this is pointless. 20,000. Yeah. So it's it's 20, just a waste of time. busy work items. Right. And like right most people don't have a sharing tool or something like that. So it's like they're going to have to go in and do that, which is That's really unfortunate. Days and hours. And yeah. Another one of the requirements is recruiting one posher. That was a requirement previously, too. That one's pretty easy. I mean, I feel like everyone can find like someone in their life to make an account or, yeah. you know, that would also be interested or like your husband or your mom <laughs> or yeah, yourself as another account. So I feel like that one is like not that big of a deal. Another entry requirement is you have to have a hundred available listings. Okay. Is that, I guess I want to look at what the other requirements were quick. Is that new? 10 sales. Oh, you had to have a minimum of 50 available listings. But I think you just had to hit it once and then if you like sold down again. So yeah, doubling that. So you have to have 100 available listings. I don't know if it's like the same where you always have to have 100 or you lose your status or if it's just like you hit it once and then you're in. Probably that. The next requirement is you have to have had 50 sold listings. I believe the requirement for the regular Poshmark ambassadors is just having 15 sales. I know that was another one early on we were trying to hit when we first joined. Mm-hmm. Um, so 50 sales is obviously a big increase from that, but that makes sense if it's going to be like the next tier that it would be more. Um, you have to maintain a 4.7 star rating. Okay. That was not part of the other Poshmark ambassador program at all. 
that was more just like if you look in your posh stats, you'll have a little green thing that says top rated seller if you're above that, I think. But now that actually is a requirement for this new program. And then you have to keep your shipping time under three days. The like, average? Yes. Your average okay. shipping time is under three. Yeah. <laughs> if you have one if you or two miss that are one. higher than that, that won't, that won't drag you down. But that's okay. another one that that one's not really part of the old Posh Ambassador program. That was just like one of those stats on your posh stats that you could look at and get like a badge of honor about. Yeah. Which actually, so under three days is the requirement for posh ambassador two. But in order to get the badge on your little posh stats page that only you can see, you have to be under two days for it to say fast shipper, which right now I'm at 2.1 is how I know that. That's one of my (laughs) long-term goals. That's one of our long-term goals. But then we kind of realized it's hard to shave it down. (laughs) One time I had it for a month goal and it was like, no change. (laughs) It it takes like three months for it to go. And I was shipping it out like immediately when things were. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so those are all of the like one-time requirements, correct? Yes. So those are all the entry requirements. Yes. On top of that, they have quarterly requirements that you have to keep up with each quarter in order to maintain your status. So these are where it gets uh, even more hard to meet these requirements. You have to have created 250 listings every quarter. We're unclear if copy listings would count. I think it probably would count because on your on your um, closet insights page where you can look at all those bar graphs and reports, when you do do copy listings, they count as new listings on there on your little graph oh. showing like how much you've listed each month. So I'm guessing that would work. But again, 250 is still a lot with that. I mean, I was only just... a full-time reseller is really going to be hitting that. Right. For the most part. I mean, there's probably some part-time resellers that have a bit large closet as well. I don't want to speak for everyone. But, like, I know you being part-time, like, you have, like, about that many active listings total right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. I was just doing some, like, quick math on it, assuming it's not including the copy listings. If I have a good sourcing day, I get, like, 20 items, right? Yeah. And I'd have to go every single – and usually I just source on, like, one day on the weekend. So I'd have to go every single week out of the 12 weeks, and that would be 240 items if I had, like, a good sourcing haul every single time. I would maybe get 250 items, new ones, for the month for the quarter so i mean obviously if you can factor in the the ones you already have that you could relist that definitely helps a lot but still like when you think of it like that where it's like you'd have to have a good sourcing every single week to get 250 actually new items every quarter like that puts into perspective of like if you're part-time and somehow doing more than that like that's awesome but like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. For a closet your size, that is a reach. And even like my closet's a little bigger than yours, probably still on the smaller end for like full-time resellers. Yeah. Um, I don't have like a huge closet or anything. I would have to go look, but I feel like I'm barely hitting that right now. Yeah. I mean, I think if I did this one quarter, like my closet would be a lot larger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> if I was this consistent. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like that's the number of times I'm hitting when I'm like bulking up to the next status yeah. that I want to be on of active listings. So 250 listings created every quarter. So that'd be a thousand new listings a year being created. You have to do 4,000 community shares each quarter. Oh my on goodness. On top of hitting the 20,000 community shares. Okay. Like we already mentioned, the community shares... I'm being kind of blunt here, but they're pretty pointless. Continue doing the community sharing every quarter. 
I, I wish they would just make that like sharing your own listings because it's like that actually makes them sales. I don't really get why they're pushing community shares when it's like been shown that it doesn't really do anything. Right. But okay. You have to sell 50 listings every quarter. So that would be like 15, 16 a month or something. Yeah. About. That's not too crazy, I wouldn't say. No. I think, yeah, if they, yeah, yeah, that seems fair. That's weird though that they want you to add five times that to your closet. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. really know. <laughs> This whole program has to be like for resellers because it's like, right? If this is like there's people on Poshmark that just are selling their own stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Um, and then you have to maintain the 4.7 seller rating every quarter too. So, okay. So some of these, it's like you have to hit it in order to become it, and then like also maintaining it, or you will lose the status. So that that makes sense to me too because it doesn't make sense that you'd be able to get all these bad reviews. I mean, you'd have to get a lot of bad reviews to drag it down to a 4.7 average. I can see why they, that would be a something that would require for this. I wonder, this is like a tangent, but I wonder how if someone opens a case against you and then it gets approved, does that affect your rating at all? No. Like, does that count as zero stars or something? No. <laughs> okay. So that is, I mean, I feel like that makes it more realistic too, because it's like, I mean, in our experience, it's mostly five-star reviews or a case opened. Like, there's not that many that are, like, two-star, three-star, four-star. Right. Okay. So you got to do a lot of work to get to this status is what it sounds like. And then once you are Poshmark Ambassador 2, what do you get? Yes. So there's five benefits that come along with your new Poshmark Ambassador 2 status. So the first one. So currently with the Poshmark Ambassador 1 program, once you become a Poshmark Ambassador on your page, you'll have a little like burgundy red star emblem badge next to your name, signifying that you are a Posh Ambassador. If you become a Posh Ambassador 2, the first benefit is that you will get a special gold star badge to make your closet stand out. Nice. Okay, so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, does that do anything? No, I don't think so. I don't think having the, the burgundy one has, like, improved anyone's us. sales. <laughs> I don't think, also, I'll say it like this. When I've bought stuff on Poshmark or looked on Poshmark, I never check if they have the burgundy thing. Like, you're looking for the items you want on Poshmark. So it's right. like... Even if someone has the star, if it's like if they don't have what you are want are shopping for, you're probably not going to shop from them. So yeah. I mean, I guess they ha they have to, if they're going to have a program like this, there has to be a way to like show that you are one. So it's like kind of the bare minimum that they're doing, but I don't think it's a big badge of honor to get, to be honest. <laughs> right. Okay. So then the next benefit is you get priority support from Poshmark if you're having any kind of issues. So I think of these benefits, this one's probably the most worth it because in the past, if you've had to contact Poshmark customer service, if you've had like a lost package or something weird happen on your account or have been locked out of your account, which is not going to what never happened to either of us, but I've seen on Instagram where like some big resellers will get like their account will get hacked and they'll be locked out of their account. And sometimes it could be like days of them posting on their stories being like, I haven't heard back from Poshmark. Like I'm not yeah. able to make any sales. I can't even go in and see if I've had, I know I had like money in my Posh balance that hasn't been transferred over yet. And I'm worried that like someone else is 
taking my money and they've had a hard time getting in touch with Poshmark. So I feel like that makes sense. If you're doing all this work, you know, listing all these items consistently every quarter and having a high rating and selling consistently, then that makes sense to me that you would get to be first in line for like customer service from Poshmark. Yeah, definitely. All right. The next benefit, you could receive offers for free or discounted tickets to Poshmark events. So that's kind of vague because like, I feel like it would be worth it if they for sure, like, we're like, okay, once you hit this status, you can go to Posh Fest for free. And then you only have to pay for like, you know, getting there and your hotel or whatever, but right. like your ticket to the event. I know the tickets were like 200 something dollars last year. So I'm like, okay, that would be cool. But something's telling me that that's not going to be what it is. It's going to be like 10% off or something. Yeah. Or I wish they would have done some kind of benefit, like exclusive access to like a travel bundle for Posh Fest, where it was like they got some deal for you where like it's like a reduced hotel and the ticket for a certain price just because they bought so many of them or something. Like I think that would be really cool and like incentivize people to go. But I mean, a lot of people just don't go to those kind of events anyway. So that are full-time posh. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's not really enough details included here of like, it's kind of vague on what the discount would be or what would be free or which posh events they're talking about. So there's a lot of question marks. Yeah. Or at least like a minimum, like you get the free swag bag for any posh fest, regardless of if you go or not. You know what I mean? That would be cool. Or even like when you, I don't know if they do something like this, like when you, reach this status like they send you a shirt or something like I know on Peloton once you reach 100 rides then you get a link to get like a free shirt and like the shipping and everything is paid for and like I got that and I thought that was really cool so if they did something like that if you're hitting these requirements and you're selling 50 listings every quarter and then Poshmark's getting 20% of those 50 sales like they should be able to set aside like a few bucks of that to put in these swag bags they could send to us. Or, you know what I mean? Something right. like a yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. Um, not a lot of details with the, the tickets to posh events, but maybe they'll wow us with that. Who knows? Okay. So the next perk of the Posh Ambassador 2 program is global in-app promotion. And you could be promoted on the platform or in their marketing campaigns. So I think my understanding of this one is that like, if they're doing a campaign, they're paying for ads on like YouTube videos or on Instagram ads or Facebook ads or, you know, wherever Poshmark normally runs ads. If like a listing in your closet makes sense along with whatever campaign they're currently promoting, then they might use Poshmark to ambassadors like images from their closets show kind of to use it as like advertising, I guess, for Poshmark, which would be kind of cool. Like you have one of your items featured in like an ad, because then if someone sees the ad and they're like, oh, I really like that shirt, then it would link back to your closet. True. It seems like there's going to be a lot of people that are these Poshmark to ambassadors. And it's like, I don't know how often that would actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Or like how featured you would really be. I know for like recently they had a campaign with the TV show Euphoria and they were like doing like oh what this character would wear and showing like outfits made of like different Poshmark listings so it was like oh this character would wear like a skirt like this or a shirt like this and it was like linking to like actual listings available Mm -hmm. on Poshmark now so I think it would be stuff like that okay the final benefit for Poshmark Ambassador 2 is 
exclusive live events. Join Team Posh for exclusive live events. Yeah, I really don't know what that means because they have still had like virtual like Posh and Sip, mm -hmm. only virtual ones recently. So do they, I guess that would still count as live. Yeah, maybe they'll have like certain calls that Poshmark Bachelors could be invited to. I don't know. That's not super exciting to me. <laughs> so I guess our initial thoughts on this program, what do you think? Seems like a lot of work to become one. And I'm not that excited about any of the benefits where I'm like, oh, I like want to do this tomorrow so I can like get access to these sweet benefits. Um, yeah, I really do you wish think you'll do it? Where are we at with that? <laughs> I mean, I think you would naturally hit most of these benchmarks besides yeah. the community, community shares, shares, which you could do on Posh VA yeah. once a quarter. So I think you'll naturally hit a lot of these. So it'll be interesting if you do to see how these perks play out. I mean, for someone like me, where it's like I'd hit some of the metrics and not potentially not hit them all. It's not that motivating to me to try to hit them all because yeah they're a little bit out of reach for the average part-time person yeah and i mean they're totally out of reach if you're just selling your own clothes i feel like unless you have a lot yeah but yeah the the perks just don't seem that great i know we we sprinkled in some of the perks we wish we would have seen some of the other ones we would want to see is like that we think would be easy would be like giving these Poshmark ambassador twos like five free shipping coupons they could give out throughout the quarter or something, or even for them to use like yeah. one free shipping or like coupon, like 20% off yeah. something that you buy or something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. I've seen other people say like, it'd be cool if there was like a threshold of like, once you make a certain amount of sales on Poshmark, because right now they take 20% of every sale. It'd be cool if like, if you are selling 50 listings per quarter, or even if they upped it and made it like, okay, if you are making like over a hundred sales per quarter or whatever it would be, maybe once you hit that mark, then they only start taking like 15% of your sales or 10% of your sales or like lower it. That would be very motivating to me to like get there then. Right. I mean, even like 1%. Yeah. Would make a difference over 50 sales, you know? So like, yeah. it doesn't even need to be that generous to make a big difference. I feel like for asking to be this active on the app and do all of this stuff consistently, like if you're meeting all these requirements, you're, you're dedicating a lot of time and energy to your Poshmark closet and like generating a lot of sales on Poshmark. So it'd be cool if like some of the payoffs were like more in line with that. I agree. And the big thing that's, clearly missing from the perks is the campaigns since that was the main in our opinion one of the main perks of the original Poshmark ambassador program like did we really do it no but there was a way to get actual money you know yeah. what I mean by doing they the had campaigns. some better campaigns that were like oh you get $50 of credit if you do xyz by this time that'd be really cool right but there's nothing even mentioned about the campaigns in this one. So maybe they're still recovering from the January campaign. <laughs> <flop>. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. So we'll see what happens. They haven't, yeah, like you said, mentioned anything about special campaigns for Poshmark 2. The other thing with this program right now is right now it's still not available to everyone. Like I don't have access to even becoming one yet on my account. They just said they're launching it. It'll be rolling out to different groups over the next couple of weeks. Right. And I think you can, once you do have access, you can see your progress towards these metrics to see how close you are. Which kind of brings up another thing, like on Mercari, you can like set goals for yourself to of like how much you want to sell. Yeah. And that would be a good thing for Poshmark to add. <laughs> yeah. Because unless these metrics like perfectly align with your goal. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean anything to you. More motivated. Yeah. I feel like the, the seller insights kind of shows you like how you're doing, but it doesn't really give you a chance to like show what you like want to be doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool if you could put your own like parameters in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the word on the street about Poshmark Ambassador 2. Let us know what you think about it. Are you going to be trying to gain the status? Are you excited about any of the benefits? Let us know. All right. So the next topic of discussion is the relevant search. So on Poshmark, there's a few different ways you can search for an item. There's like the just in, just shared, relevance. Pricing at high to low. Pricing, yeah, of different ways you can do it. And in the past, it has historically like defaulted to just shared is the order that the items will show up in. That's why there's always been such a emphasis on sharing your closet. So you come up at the top of the search because they were always filtered by just shared. Now you could always change it to one of the other ones, but most people just leave it as is. So what's happening right now is people are noticing that now it is defaulting to something different than just shared. Breaking news! All right, this just in. This is Taylor and Maddie from the future. So as we are recording this, we have an update from Poshmark. I know there's been a lot of frustrations within the community because there hadn't really been an official statement. No one really knew what was going on with this change to the algorithm and how the searches were being pulled. But today on their Instagram stories and on the top of the notifications feed on Poshmark, linked to a blog post on Poshmark.com, they have made an update, have communicated to us of what's going on with this whole thing. So the letter reads, Dear Poshmark community, as you may know, we recently rolled out a new default sort option for search to launch a more relevant search experience for all Poshers. Recommended sort takes into account sharing as well as a number of other aspects. Since rollout, we've seen a huge improvement in the buyer experience and seller sales across the board. But we have heard your feedback. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this new sort order is simply not working out for many of you. As of today, we will be switching back to the Just Shared as the default sort option for most users. We will continue to improve our search to provide a better experience for shoppers and help sellers get more exposure via sharing and relevance. We will re-release a new version after further test and iteration. <sighs> yes. Can we all do a <laughs> sigh of relief? It's over. It's for now. Yeah. <laughs> for 
for now. <laughs> Which I'm happy about because I, I think like we all agree like the search isn't great on Poshmark like before or after this update really like we just right. as resellers know how to work with the just shared feature better than we like we don't know how to work with this new recommended feature yet and it didn't seem like there was much direction on how to like best make your listings be relevant to your customers so they would be able to find them easily um but at least in the meantime while they are sorting out this whole thing like we we know that we can share our closets and hopefully yeah. make some consistent sales and we know how to work with that yeah i'm glad they're just taking the time to work on the search a little bit more like offline and giving it us back what we know with or the just shared as the default setting rather than just keeping the current search up and just like us having to deal with it in the meantime yeah. you know and just so i'm glad with... they're like realizing that's kind of the best course of action of like we'll regroup later and try this again <laughs> yeah and hopefully it sounds like you know this statement seems like they've taken to heart like the community did not like being like blindsided by a change this big so hopefully the next time they roll it out maybe they'll be a little more pop and circumstance to like yeah <laughs> uh just kind of make make a bigger deal like hey this is going to be changing on this date here's what to expect da, 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 da. here's how it will work um and hopefully you know of course that being said that it works a little better than definitely what we were you know seeing when we recorded this episode originally we were like it's a good idea in theory for them to have a relevant search so you could find items you're looking for easier because it is kind of hard to find your items at poshmark sometimes like yeah just by searching them but yeah the new one was not it with the being like so exact to just like any extra words not pulling up yeah hopefully they have i mean i'm guessing we'll hear back sooner than this but if nothing else, like at Posh Fest next year, they'll have like another update. And if they do change it, we'd love to see like that incorporated into Posh Fest of like how to best like describe your listing or something like that if they change the search. Yeah, it does. I think the rollout will hopefully be a lot better next time that they'll be like not so many question marks. Cause I think that was what was really frustrating yeah. to a lot of people was like, what is going on? They just changed like the main cornerstone of Poshmark has always been sharing. And now like overnight it's not. And like, there's no info of like what's going on. What to do. Yeah. Cause even when you go into Poshmark of like, when you first make an account and you look at like how to like get started or whatever, it, it kind of like points to like, Oh, share your closet, do this, yeah. write it. The more detail in this description, the better. So like if all of so those that needs are to be not updated true, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I remember I went in there to see if there was like new tips, tips, <laughs> like, and there wasn't. Yeah. And so. there was not even clear parameters of like what the recommended search yeah. is favoring. So it's like, everyone's just kind of trying to figure it out on their own. And that, that was just, yeah, it's people are really discouraged. Yeah. So we're happy to see that it's still going to be improved and hopefully back and better than ever in upcoming months. But in the meantime, we have something that we like know works and know, at least know how it works. Yes, definitely. All right. Back to the regular update, which was kind of more our initial reactions to all these changes. But we wanted to give the freshest news. Yes. You know what? We always have our finger on the pulse of these... <laughs> 
these <laughs> updates. <laughs> All right, ladies, back to you. From what I've seen, there's been like three different ones that it's defaulting to for people right now. So I don't, we think that they might be like testing it out, but it seems like a bulk of people, it's switched to being defaulting to relevance or recommended items rather than the just shared. So those are all three different ones that it can default to. But right now the big, the big um, thing people are talking about is it changed from just shared to being defaulting to relevance. For us two right now, ours are defaulting to recommended, which from what we can tell is really similar to the relevance. Slight changes to which ones are pulling up when you search something. We can't really put our finger on exactly what is making certain ones pull up rather than the others. But yeah, we've definitely noticed that ours is not defaulting to just share it anymore as of right now. Definitely. Maybe can you explain how it shows up for the relevance or like an example of how that would come into play? Yeah, so the way it would work on Poshmark is, or I guess how it would work before when it would default to just shared. If you typed in the word Madewell jeans, it would pull up any of the Madewell jeans on Poshmark and then it would start showing them by the ones that were shared most recently. That's why, like Maddie said, like you always wanna share yours to the top. Now that it's switching to sorting by the relevant ones, when you type Madewell jeans, it's pulling up, instead of showing the ones that were most recently shared, it's showing like the ones that fit the fit what you're searching for the most, which in theory, I think when we both heard about this, we were like, oh, like, you know, that's going to really change things as far as like, will sharing really matter anymore? Or like, how will that look? Because right now, like a big, you know, we're spending all this time and, you know, money even on sharing tools to make sure that our closets are being shared consistently so that our items are showing up towards the top of the search. But if they're going to be sort sorting by relevance, then maybe we would just put more work into like our descriptions. And yeah, and we were like just saying like, oh, that'll just be a big culture change on Poshmark if we're not having to spend all this time sharing. We'll just be spending time making sure our descriptions pull up these items better than I think right. was kind of our take in the past. Looking a little closer at it, I saw Mogi Beth had posted about this, which is where we're getting this information. And I guess to back up, they had they have tested this before, but it seems like last time they tested it, they tested like a smaller group. Like I know neither of ours changed last time they were testing. Now it seems like most people's have changed at this point to something different than just shared. So that's a little interesting this time around because it seemed like last time they tested it and then they decided to go back to just shared because they must have realized it wasn't working well what mogi beth had said that she noticed is when you're searching madewell jeans it would be great if the search worked like other websites you know amazon or like target if you're searching for something it seems like their search is smart enough to kind of know what the person is meaning and to pull up items that that person would be like interested in based on what they're looking for whereas poshmark's relevant search seems like it is just searching for the item that has like the most 100% match to exactly what they're searching for. Kind of like on Google, you know, how if you Google something, it'll pull up things that are like kind of in the ballpark of like what you're wanting to search for. Yeah. But there's an option on there to like be like, it must exactly include this. And if you switch to that, then it will show up searches that like most exactly match. And that's what Poshmark's is right now. So if you're searching Madewell jeans, 
the ones that will pop up on the top in relevance are the ones that only say Madewell jeans and nothing else. Cause they're sh- saying basically like, Oh, you look for Madewell jeans and this Nailed is it. exactly a Madewell jean. Right. And- so they're the listings that just say Madewell jeans in the description. That's it. No, like style Details name, about- distressed, whatever. Yeah. A lot of people, since they made this switch recently, have been saying that they're noticing their sales have really slowed down because if you have like a super detailed description, your items aren't searching up at the top, even if they are a Madewell jean in this example, you know, that yours will pull up maybe if someone's looking for your exact style and use some of the exact keywords that you use to describe it. But the issue is that I think most people, when they're searching, like we've said before too, like you know, as a shopper searching for things, they're going to type in usually something pretty simple, like black dress or red shirt or something like that. And right now, the way it's working, it's pulling up only ones that exactly meet that. Right. And we've noticed these ones are typical. I mean, from what we can see, people that are just selling maybe one or two odd items, they're not like really invested in the app, you know, spending a lot of time on the description or the pictures and things like that. So like, like what's pulling up when you type Madewell jeans is like some of the older styles of Madewells from like maybe like 2008 that are like the alley cat skinny jeans that are like a low rise skinny jean, maybe that not that good of a condition. It's laying on the carpet closet. and whoever listed it just called it like Madewell jeans. And right, that's what's popping up towards the top of the search right now. Yeah. So that's frustrating as a like, I feel like it's deterring people away from even buying because like unless you're super familiar with all of this like drama going on and you just like open you know download the app today and start searching you're just like it's all kind of junk I mean (laughs) (laughs) unless you're you know what to search like and be more specific or be willing to scroll 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 and hope like finally at the bottom some of the ones that you're looking for are popping up yeah so our initial take was like, oh, it'd be cool if they went away from sharing, but it seems it seems counteractive because like they're they're launching this in at the same time they're launching the Poshmark Ambassador Two, which has like a big emphasis on sharing still. Right. So it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of inconsistent, and it's like I mean Mercari has been successful, and you know people have been successful at selling on Mercari, which doesn't have any sharing element just has a better search feature. Yeah. So it's like Poshmark's maybe trying to get there, but just is still figuring out how to get the search to work correctly. Because also, I mean, from Poshmark's end, if the people that are typically reselling a lot of items, maybe even full-time on Poshmark, if their items are all now showing up at the bottom, they're not making as many sales and Poshmark could just be losing money from their 20%, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's what I've seen a lot of people say too, is like, how is this helping Poshmark? Because I feel like everyone's sales, sales have been, have been kind of lower since yeah. you scrolled out. One thing, now that you said that about Mercari too, like a big difference between Poshmark and Mercari is when you're listing an item on Mercari, there's a lot more categories that you have to fill in that are required. Right. And that probably helps with their search of being able to pull up items that look similar to what they're looking for on Mercari. Where on Poshmark, it's a, there's only like, you know, size, a category, a You color. could just say top, large top. Yeah. And that's you don't even and... have to 
do that's the, pretty much it. the subcategories if you don't want to on Poshmark. Now it seems like since they're trying to go to like a search-based relevant search instead of the sharing, it's like, well, then they need to make their categories like keep up with that so that relevant searches will actually appear. Right. So yeah, I feel like this needs to be workshopped a little more before they <laughs> totally make the switch here. Uh, but yeah, as of today, right now, ours are both still sorting to that recommended filter. So I'm kind of on team. I hope they change it back until they get this sorted out. Cause I have yeah. noticed a drop off in my sales in February. And the only reason that I feel like they're a little bit more on track now is because I've been having that Valentine's day sale where I've been like actually messaging like every single person that's ever talked to me at Poshmark and like, right. you know, sending offers and following up and like doing a lot of this like heavy lifting when it comes to that. But like, if it was like, I feel like the sharing isn't driving as much sales right now as it used to. Yeah. Great timing for me to not be good at sharing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, probably we didn't make any bit of difference this week for you. <laughs> I kind of see why Poshmark would be wanting to go away from the sharing a little bit because right now as it stands, you know, you do have to be so consistent with the sharing in order to make sales. And now there are these other tools that have popped up that people are like using, which I know Poshmark probably doesn't really want. Right. <laughs> but I feel like this isn't solution. I don't think they've hit the perfect solution yet for that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, to me, this is like a good reminder to be like cross-listing your stuff to Mercari. <laughs> I was thinking too. I know I'm like, I need to. If you're not seeing the sales on Posh. So. Yeah. Not have all my eggs in one basket if there's going to yeah. be changes like this that pop up that aren't totally fleshed out. Yeah, stressful time to be a posher. <laughs> yes. Highly recommend yeah. running a sale. <laughs> yes, I need to do that. Yeah, so let us know what you think about these two topics. Let us know, you know, for you, is it, if you search something, is it coming up as just shared? That's the order they're coming up in, or is it showing relevance or recommended for you? We'd love to hear kind of what you're seeing, if you've seen like a dip in your sales, or maybe you had an increase in sales. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this is affecting a lot of people and there's no real clear plan of, as resellers, how to counteract this and adjust. I mean, we're, we do these Posh News updates just because it is ever evolving and we always it's have always to be adjusting. Changing. And changing our strategies, tweaking it, you know, making some small shifts here and there so we can keep making sales. But for this one, it's it's hard to pinpoint the best way to improve our closets for this change. That's one so, thing, too. I feel like there wasn't a very big rollout for a change as big as this, where maybe it would have been better received if they were like, hey, on this date, we're going to switch to or we're testing out switching to these different relevance or recommended defaults. And here's how to succeed with these search. Right. Like here's what you should do as a seller to keep your sales or to make sure that your items are relevant to, or that your customers are able to find your items in these relevant searches. But it kind of just happened overnight and everyone just found out on their own. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about two offline, like, Poshmark too could change, you know, if they really want to move to this relevant or recommended search feature, they could change the inputs that the buyer needs to input to say what they want. So 
they have to, you know, even having something next to the search bar that's like, be as specific as possible or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm or thinking like, like, I know on ThreadUp when you search, I don't think you can even really just like straight up search for an item. I think you have to start like filtering and then, or it's like part of their shopping experience where there's like a big bar along the top and you're like typing it exactly what category you're looking for, like sorting by size, sorting by color, and then you can search. And that's how you can shop on ThreadUp easily. If that's what Poshmark wants, then they just need to make the search bar look more like that. Right. Yeah, yeah I see what you mean on ThreadUp. So I just typed in Madewell jeans and then and now it says, select your size. Yeah. And then it, it's it like, okay, what filtering. brands do you like? And yeah. then it finally lets you get in there. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll say, we'll say watching this ever-changing story, if it switches back, what's going on, what's happening. And if it's going to stay this way, then we'll probably have to do a full episode about like what changes we're going to make to our closet to stay relevant. Yes, definitely. We already had it in our pipeline to talk about our current strategies. So they were probably will be more updates to that. Yeah, our strategies will be changing <laughs> if this stays. Because right now right. our strategies are very focused on sharing. Yes, and including as much as possible in the description. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to our favorite segment. Our goals update. We're back with an update. Yes, lots to update today. Yes, so I think we've mentioned before, but we're a little ahead on our episodes right now. As we mentioned, Maddie's very busy with her work schedule. She's working like a dog. Bingles <laughs> <laughs> a CPA. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, so we are actually going to let you know where we ended the month of January. Yes, we're still talking about January here on Sister Sue Posh. So Maddie, where'd you end the month? January went really well. So my goal for January was $1,000 and I ended up making $1,113 in January, which like for perspective is like a pretty good month for me. Like yeah. anything over like 1200, I'm just like really happy with. So the fact that I started the year out pretty strong for, you know, my overall goal to, you know, beef up my total sales for the year, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Had a, a lot of, not a lot, but I had a couple big Mercari sales, which really helped out uh, to get me there. So definitely happy with that. And then my other goal was to try out the Poshmark VA trial, which I did. And we talked about at the beginning. So those are my goals. And I'd say January was a success for me. Woohoo! How about you? Um, my goal for January was 5,000. I fell a little short again. I ended at 45.63, but still a really good month. I think that's my best month. So nice. Yeah, that's really um, good. Yeah, that was awesome. I also did, this was not one of my goals, uh, not one of my official goals, I guess, but I did want to mention a big goal of mine, if you've been listening, has been to get up to 600 active listings. And the last two weeks of January, I was up at over 600. Nice. Um, for a time now i will say with my valentine's sale happening now i have dipped again but <laughs> I've, I've made it there and i know i can do it and i feel like you know it happened yeah i saw my sales start to go up and i feel like my february is pretty good so far so awesome. to set up a big goal for me in january was incorporating the trading 
uh, at Buffalo Exchange and Plato's Closet, taking some bins items in or my older items in for trade credit. That way I could buy some higher ASP items to sell uh, without breaking the bank. So I I did that every week of January. I made a trip to Buffalo. That went really well. Yeah, getting a little bit of that trade credit helps, also helped my, my goals for the month. Awesome. All right, February. All right. I feel like January was just all sunshine and rainbows for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Then they changed to the relevant search. Just bum bum bum. Okay. So we are recording about mid-February. I'm not going to, you know, like I said, I've been really <laughs> not involved. We have to just but... like talk about your work for a second. We don't need to go into detail, but it's busy season. It's busy season. I'm working pretty much every, you know, all day. All night. <laughs> she actually works seven days a week right now. <laughs> and it's going to continue until spring. <laughs> spring, yeah. So I'm about halfway through. Yeah, I feel like January I was able to... It's really just when I had to go in person that really threw off my schedule because of the traveling just kind of zapped me. Because especially like being part-time, because I'm sure a lot of other people that are part-time too and are still maintaining a full-time job you know, maybe they're not in your exact like line of work. So maybe their busy season's a different time of year. Some, if, if it's a side hustle thing that you're, that you're using reselling for, it's like there's going to be seasons where it's on the back burner and just right. like keeping it going is like, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, <cool. laughs> definitely. Yeah. I know, at, you know, right now at my job, like January to March or April is kind of the busy time of year. At my old job, it was kind of like, the month end close was always busy. So I remember yeah. like that week of close, I'd have to like work longer hours potentially if there's like things going wrong. And then I would never really be like sourcing that week. I don't know. I like to keep it going. It's still like fun when I make a sale, even though like my goal is just not going to be as high as it is in the summer when I'm really like yeah. focused on it or something like that. So I try not to let it discourage me or like compare my like February goal to like my August goal like it's gonna be totally different so I think that would be like my advice if you're if you know you're gonna be having like a busier time at work or if it just automatic surprise comes up where you know maybe a couple people quit or something and you have more responsibilities that you have to take on to yeah. just like keep give yourself flexibility with the, the most yeah and if you're able to like keep it on and make a sale here here or there like just like enjoy that and don't try to compare it to your other months uh, yeah. when you're when you're really locked in. So, I mean, my goal for this month is four hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only at like one hundred and fifty right now. So that's even a stretch goal, <laughs> <laughs> which like makes sense if it's like, OK, like typically in the months where it's not your busy season, you're doing like maybe 10 to 15 hours a week on reselling. Right. Where right now you're doing like one hour a week and reselling. Right, so like a shipping. four hour goal is still a pretty good goal considering. Yeah, definitely. And I know other people, like if they are going to be really busy, they just like turn off their closet. They just like would rather not deal with it Just at all. turn it off. I think for me, it just, it still like brings me joy to make a sale, like one yeah. sale. So I like to have it on yeah. even for the little sales. But yeah, so my goal is 400 and my non-monetary goal is to go sourcing. I haven't gone in February yet. And really yeah. the last, maybe even the last couple of weeks of January too, which 
I mean, is great for my like cost of like expenses. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, because it's if we're talking about like your actual take home profit, yeah. it's like you're not really putting any money out. So exactly. four hundred is just freaking pure profit. Cash. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm really excited. I really want to go sourcing this month just once. Doesn't need to be like a whole day experience, but. I think for a lot of people, that's their favorite part of reselling is to go sourcing. So I want to be able to incorporate that even, you know, if it's not to the fullest extent as normal. And I do have some credits still at Buffalo Exchange. I think I have in a hole. Yeah, I think I have like $30 or something. So I might have to stop over there to do that. But yeah, those are my goals. What do you have for the month of... February. Still trying to hit the 5,000. Yeah, like my active listings have been up in general. Now sold down a little bit currently this weekend because of my sale. I'm still really happy, like I said, with that because, you know, typically when I've had sales in the past, I'm like starting at the 500 mark and I'm going down to like like sub 400 (laughs) after my sale. And then it's like building back up to the 500 mark. Whereas since I was up at in the 600s, now even with a you know, pretty big sale here this weekend. I'm still in the 500. So that's awesome. And yeah, I'm hoping I can hit 5,000 this month. February is just flying by. Like, yeah, short month, (laughs) short month. It's going to be over like before we know it here. My only other goal for the, the rest of February here is to try to get 10 listings per day up new listings every day to recover from my sale and set up for a strong March and just try to keep like consistent activity on my closet. Nice. But that is all the updates for this week. If you liked this episode, please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts or I guess even on Spotify now you can give ratings, but we would love to see some more five-star reviews. I have seen a few more pop up the last couple of weeks. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really helps other people find our podcast and help us grow. Definitely. Also, if you have a question, a listener win, or really any comments about these changes we're seeing on Poshmark, feel free to message us on Instagram. We are at Sisters Who Posh, or you can email us at sistershoposh at gmail.com. It's so fun to interact with you guys and just get everyone's thoughts on things. Yeah, especially with these big changes. Like, we, we, I really like, want to know what plan? you guys think. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? <laughs> awesome. Well, we will be back next Tuesday with a really exciting episode. We're going to be doing an exciting part three to our top secret posh tips, which we've done two of those episodes in the past. And they're some of our favorites, I would say. Yes, definitely. A lot of good tips in there. So keep on the lookout. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.